All right, everybody. Back Judge Podcast. We're working on the weekend. A little sluggish Saturday morning, but got to get the uh, pot out for the people for this beautiful week four slate. How are you boys feeling? Pretty good, man. Another day at the office. Had a long night. Had a long night off limited sleep, but that's where greatness is found, right, guys? Yes, sir. Steve Wozniak. <laughs> We're in the garage right now. We're in the garage. Um, week four again, week four NFL preview. Uh, Thursday night, the Bengals and Jags duked it out. Um, what a terrible matchup. It's a good game. It was a fun, that was a fun game, man. I had a, it was I had a, a fun game. I know. It was a fun game. I had a lot of fun watching that game. Um, Horrible uniform matchup. Yeah. Like, those yeah. colors don't don't match. I think if you're a if you're a Jags fan, I think you'd like to see them get a little bit more aggressive in that second half. Um, yeah, I was kind of. Well, they kinda, got aggressive uh, at the end of the half, and it didn't. That's work a out classic. Much. Yeah, totally. Uh, hero ball moment from Trevor Lawrence. There, I did that many a time back in back in my day playing high school ball, where you're just <laughs> you just say, you know what? Screw the read key. We're one yard away. I'm just gonna put my shoulder down and score. And then uh, Logan Wilson's right there waiting for you. Uh, he, he, is uh, are we prepared to maybe say Logan Wilson? Might oh, he's be a good, bit man. Of a player? He's good. Well, we should, we yeah. should he's definitely we should got that uh, uncanny ability. He's just got that nose for the ball. He's somehow always around where the ball is. Um, I do also want to on that topic of guys being players. Um, we're going to send our, our regards to Blake Martinez, who's out for the year uh, with an ACL injury, I believe. Wow. Um, we're sending our regards from the back judge. Blake Martinez. That's a big loss. He, he, he's a favorite. Him, him and Logan Wilson, for the first two heads to chisel in. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into it. Uh, first game on the slate here, Washington at, at Atlanta. Um, Washington has been, uh, I think, a little bit of a disappointment. Personally, I didn't. I mean, I th- I kind of thought that there would be a downgrade from Fitzpatrick to to Heineke, but the defense just hasn't been uh, as good as I thought it would be this year. They pretty much just um, Buffalo just kind of ran and threw all over them. Um, they go to Atlanta now. I also just don't think Atlanta's a, a very good team. Um, might be turning in my uh, Matt Ryan versus Sam Darnold uh, thing pretty soon. Uh, that that that's gone down the tubes a little bit. Uh, I'll defer to my QB guru friendly uh, on that one. But I think I'm gonna take Washington in Atlanta. But uh, I'm staying away from this game betting wise. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I think Washington wins this game. I've kind of been the resident Falcons hater. So I think it's fairly predictable that I would feel that way. Um, the Falcons are at home. You know, they're coming off a win. Um, an unimpressive win, but a win no less. I think this game's close. I would take. I would consider taking Washington, though, just because the spread, we're talking one, one and a half. It's basically a pick em. I just think at the end of the day, Washington's defense knows they've underperformed. They're going to rise up at a certain point. Atlanta's home field advantage doesn't strike any fear into me. 
Atlanta has trouble scoring points. Um, and I think Washington's going to rebound coming off a really uh, kind of embarrassing loss last week. So I think I think the, the football team is the play here to win. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of confident in Washington this week. I guess I'm more confident than both of you guys. Um, I think Washington's defense was never maybe as elite as uh, people were kind of making them out to be in the off season, but I still think this is a really good unit who has just you know not started off as strong as you know we would have liked. Um, and this is a great spot against an Atlanta offensive line that's not good. We all know that the strength of that defense is in the defensive line, um, and you know Matt Ryan has. Not played well. Uh, I think Taylor Heineke is a little bit more alive than Ryan. Curtis Samuel's coming back. And Atlanta's defense is is hot garbage. So I'm pretty confident in Washington. Um, I think there's better there's better plays on the board, so I am uh, going to stay away from this one. But I am expecting Washington to win this game. Uh, and I think it should be, you know, potentially a, a relatively high-scoring um, affair if Matt Ryan has to keep up with Washington's offense. So I, I like Washington in this spot. The Texans are going to Buffalo. Davis Mills still the quarterback, yes. correct? Yes. Yep. For for this one. Uh the Bills are my survivor pick for this week in my survivor pool. And uh I feel pretty confident about them beating the Texans at home. Uh, I'm right there with you, Clep. Right there with you. Not What do you guys think would happen if the Bills played the Steelers this week? They'd win. I mean, I think that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's it's crazy. The Bills would probably be, you know, like eight and a half point favorites or something like that, or maybe even more. What were they in the first game? Like seven, six and a half. Yeah, I think it was six, like and, six and, a half. and a half. Yeah, yeah I think not much to talk about here. The Texans not only are missing their starting quarterback, they're banged up on defense. Um, I think we're starting to see the Texans that we expected. Uh, not not dissimilar from the Jags last year where they tore off that first win with Minshew at Indianapolis and people thought, oh man, this team might actually be decent. And then they end up, you know, going one and fifteen. Um Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think uh I think Houston's gonna end up with a top three pick in the draft this year. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm on the Klepp uh, Bill Survivor train. Um I mean, there's no way I'd lay the 17 with the Bills, though. I think if if you got to play uh, a, a side, I'm definitely gonna be picking Houston and uh, our spread pick them that Lee and I are in that that Klepp yep. falls on the sword on every yep. every year after week <laughs> one. So I'll be I'll be taking Houston in the points this week. But uh, yeah, not not a lot to add. I think the Bills are starting to round into form into the team that we thought, and the Texans. I won't go as far as what you said, Lee. I still think this team is, is a little live, especially when they get Terod Taylor back. I'm, I'm kind of interested. This could be a, a team in the second half of the season that could be fun to uh, bet as an underdog. But, yeah, not a lot to add. Uh, the Bills should win this game handily. All right, well, let's talk some Lions. They're going to uh, Chicago. Famous Glennon game, as they call it, whenever the Lions go to, go to Soldier. Got word from uh, our friend Dustin. He's going to be in attendance uh, at Soldier Field for this Fantastic matchup, and man, guys, I'm kind of thinking about betting the Lions plus uh, plus three, plus three and a half. Yeah, just don't bet that greasy Jonah trying to trying to lay two and a half in a group where everyone has access to sports books. What a greasy move! That's got to be one of the. Gr- I I had a really long winded insulting message typed out, and then I was like, Nah, this is too much. I'm just gonna let it be. But uh, 
Yeah, that that really bothered me. You you, you can't you're not, you're afraid to lay the three with a buddy. It's too much for you. That that makes me think the Lions are gonna win. But <laughs> ultimately, I don't know. I I lean Bears here, man. I lean Bears here. I, I think the Lions are good um, in some areas, but. Boy, they just have real trouble closing games. Um, the Bears aren't much better, though, are they? I mean, these are two kind of similar teams. Um, um, no, I, I tweeted out, and I, I talked to you guys about this like last week, but I'm just like not really sure how many teams... Like I don't know if the Lions are like one of the five worst teams in the league. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've had a particularly difficult opening slate. I'm pretty sure all three of the teams they've played are two and one now. Obviously, you know, one of those losses being, or one of those wins being Detroit. But um, the Lions, like, I don't think the Jags are, like, better than the Lions. I don't really think the Giants are better than the Lions. I'm not sure I think the Falcons are better than the Lions. The Jets aren't better than the Lions. And I'm not sure the Bears are either. Eagles. Eagles might be worse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the Lions get their first win. I really do. Yeah, I think the value certainly on the Lions. Uh, dare I say that back in uh, May when I was talking about the Dan Campbell hire or whatever it was or pre-draft, the, the Joe Judge effect from last year, I think I think that's kind of bearing itself out, that this is a team that um, is kind of overperforming in year one. They're playing really hard for Dan Campbell, and they're playing uh, you know kind of above above market. Their defense is really playing out despite, you know, missing Akuda and uh, Amani Oruwariye. I think this is a team that's that's just really fighting hard. Um, definitely think the values on the Lions. If I, I will be picking the Lions in our in our spread pick them, I think they could be, that's a nice teaser leg with a low total of 42, getting the Lions out to nine. But you got to think that, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's not a certainty that Justin Fields is starting, but if he is, you got to think that he's going to perform better than, and that whole team is going to perform better than they did against Cleveland last week. Um, and, and that potentially scares me a little bit because the Lions defense isn't anywhere near to Cleveland's defense. And if Fields can kind of make some things happen and make some plays happen, then uh, I think the Bears are, are certainly going to be the side. But uh, I definitely think that this game should probably be about a pick em. maybe Bears minus one for home field. But uh, yeah, definitely if I had to, I had to lay it, I'd lay it with the Lions or take it with the Lions. Sorry, Thank Lee. You. Tommy, you want to preview this next one? Yeah, Cowboys uh, getting four points at home uh, to Lame. Carolina. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys laying four points at home at Gerald uh, to Carolina. Uh, another, dare I say, that the Cowboys are kind of seeing that high end, at least offensively, that uh, I think we kind of talked about throughout the offseason when we were previewing this team. The defense is playing up a little bit. I still think that People are overrating this Cowboys defense a little bit. Uh, Micah Parsons is playing fantastic. He looks to be in the lead for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is playing very well as as well. But um, and and the Cowboys offense. I mean, Dak Prescott is playing incredibly well. Uh, if you take, you know, they pretty much have they outplayed the Bucks. You could say in Week One, and their offense has been, you know, then you have the Chargers and the Eagles. They they very well could be a three and zero team. Um, um, this is a stay away for me because I think that Dallas's defense is a little overrated, and Carolina's coming off. They played the Thursday night uh, game, so they're coming off, what, 10 days of rest versus Dallas uh, coming off Monday. That's a little bit of an advantage spot for uh, Carolina in terms of rest. Um, I mean, 
I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. Um, and, and saying that, I mean, it's four, you're a little bit above three. Ultimately, yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game, but it's a stay away from me just because of the rest, uh, the rest advantage for Carolina. And I think that Rule and Joe Brady are going to, you know, have their guys going. I still don't know what to think about Mike McCarthy. I don't know if he's getting bailed out by Kellen Moore. Obviously, the clock management has been pretty, pretty bad. So, again, I'm just going to be watching this uh, game more as a uh, as a uh, invested fan and uh, just hope that the Cowboys. This should be a pretty, pretty high scoring uh, duke it out of a game down in Dallas. So, Lee, are you kind of looking at this game um, almost as like a, a litmus test for the Panthers because um, two of their wins have come against the Jets? Uh, and the Texans, and then their other win was against the Saints, who seemingly have played two good games and one pretty yeah, no, awful. I mean, <clears throat> I think that's a great way to put it. That's kind of along the lines of exactly what I was going to say. Um, is like a litmus test for, for the Panthers, for Sam Darnold. Um, coming off a long week of rest, you know, McCaffrey's hurt. Uh, it's more of a litmus test for Sam Darnold, in my opinion. You're going to play against a defense that's good, not great. The offense is going to be able to put up points on your defense, even though your defense has been really good. I still think the Cowboys are going to be able to score. Um, so it's like, hey, man, you're going to be put in some, some challenging positions here. Can you answer the bell? And I think if Darnold can answer the bell more times than not, the Panthers are going to win this game. Um, I just don't know if I'm willing to make that bet uh, at this point. I think Darnold's been really good for the Panthers. I don't know if he's the guy who's going to go down to Dallas and beat uh, what could be playoff team in the Cowboys to make them 4-0. I think that would be a pretty strong statement from him to, to make that happen. Um, so I'm, yeah, more so definitely going to be watching this as a fan. Don't know how, how, how likely I am to bet on it. Um, if I were to bet on it, I would lay the points with Dallas. I think that this is a spot where the Cowboys have kind of impressed me all year. I think their defense is pretty good. I think Carolina is a little bit of a team that, hey, wins are wins, but how, you know, what has been the toughest point of the Panthers season? Where have they been tested the most? Um, that's kind of a tough question to answer. They haven't necessarily been extremely impressive uh, for four quarters in any of their wins offensively. Uh, you know, they've been impressive in the way where they're getting what they need to do done, but they're not really running away with any games. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I lean Cowboys here. I would love to see the Panthers win, though. This would be an awesome win. This would be a win, in my opinion, that would thrust them kind of into the way too early playoff discussion where it's like, how, you know, they're in a great position to make the playoffs here at 4 0, however many weeks in. Um, and I know it's too early, but th this, this win would be huge for that. Yeah, and especially kind of already with that one division. Um win against the Saints too so I mean starting off 4-0 would be really uh really awesome for the Panthers I, I kind of tend to agree with you though Lee I think Dallas is just really good they've played much better teams uh, up to this point and I think um they were all though hey Dallas on the short week Cal uh, Carolina had the uh Thursday night never know what can happen there so let's go to the Colts and Dolphins um I actually really like the Colts in this spot I like them to win the game I don't really like the Dolphins that much as a team. Unfortunately, I kind of wish Tua was playing so I could fade them uh, even more. Brisket kind of bring or Brissett brings them a little bit more. Uh, Clubs uh, minds on different things here this morning. Uh, Brissett brings them a little bit more liveliness, uh, but I, I think the Colts end up going down to to Miami and getting their uh, first win. Yeah, I'm tired of backing the Colts, but I'm with you, Adam. 
Um, this is a spot where the Colts kind of need to win this game to save their season. Uh, and, and we see the Colts round into form, you know, after the first few weeks of the season, usually. Um, I think now is the time where, hey, you got to go down to Miami and, and win this game by any means necessary to, to avoid going 0-4 and having the same start as the Jaguars to the season. Yeah, I guess I'm going to be on Dolphins Island here. Um, I just, you know, maybe it's because I'm overcorrecting for how kind of bullish I was in the Colts uh, preseason to win this division, and I still think that read was was the right logic. But I just, I'm, I'm out on Carson Wentz. Um, I think he's really bad. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think, I just think that Miami has a higher floor uh, than Indianapolis because of Brissett versus Wentz. Miami's a really good coach team as well. Has has a really good defense. Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to be running to the window to to play Miami, but I think this is a spot where, you know, they're at home. Indy has to come out into the to that sweltering uh, October sun in my, down in Miami. Um, this should be a low scoring affair. Just kind of watching the Colts, I feel like they if they really probably should have won that game against Tennessee. I think like I just. I don't really, I don't really think this is 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 a, uh, a too good of a football team. I think, or I mean, they are a good football team, but I just think that they have a lot of injuries. Nelson's hurt. Uh, I just don't really know if this is their year. And I think, on the other hand, the Dolphins kind of equally need this win to kind of keep their season alive. Um, and we saw last week with that Dolphins Raiders game, the Raiders were able to come in with their lively offense. I just don't think the Colts have that offense. Not saying that they're going to be down 14 points at any point. Uh, I just think that. My, Miami has a little bit higher of a floor, so I'm I'm comfortable backing uh, the the chalk with Miami here. Are you gonna take the uh, Are you taking your brownies, Tommy? Minus two in Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. This is uh this is one of my plays uh, this week. I guess I'll start it off. Uh, I'm taking the Cleveland Browns on the road. Uh, Stefanski revenge game coming back to where he coordinated with with Minnesota. Um, is just, it really a revenge game if you left no, and you got promoted? No, not a, it's not a revenge game at all. But I'm t- I'm trying to get all the angles that I can, uh, all the actionable angles that I can get here. Um, the Browns just continue to really impress me. They still are kind of neck and neck with the Ravens in that AFC North futures market. Would still double. I mean, I've tripled down on the Browns now. I would quadruple down on the Browns. Uh, I think this is clearly the best team in that division. And Minnesota, I think, is uh, a solid team. They're probably better than their record shows, but. I really just don't think this is a good matchup for them. Kirk Cousins is playing lights out, but I think the Browns' defense is absolutely legit. Um, whether or not Christian Derrissaw is able to play, he's still a rookie left tackle making his career debut up against Miles Garrett, and Miles Garrett has been just absolutely a, a maniac this year, playing unbelievably well. JOK had an unbelievable game against Chicago last week. The secondary is really good. Um, so I think Minnesota is going to be able to get theirs to a certain extent, which is why this total is in the 50s. But ultimately, better coaching on Cleveland side, a better offense on Cleveland side. Minnesota equally, you guys know I've been pounding the drum about Minnesota secondary. I know Cleveland has some injuries with Jarvis Landry, but nobody on that on that team can cover Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I think he's going to have a big day. And I think Cleveland just is, you know, I'm getting them under three. I took them minus two. It's, you know, I'm, I'm treating that number like it's a trivial number, even though it, it isn't. So, uh, but I, I'm pretty confident in Cleveland going in there as a, a two-point favorite uh, and getting the win in in Minnesota. Yeah, this is one where I like initially look at it and think Minnesota will win, but then the more I think about it, I feel like this is a game Cleveland will win. 
Um, definitely not interested in making a play on it. I think the Vikings are really good, man. I really do. I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah, Kirk I think the Vikings are going well. to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, I still believe that they are again. I mean, we were saying it last week when, when they played Seattle, um, they're two plays away from being two and oh now. I mean, they're two plays away from being three and oh now they're at home. They looked really good at home last week. I think their defense is coming into form a little bit with getting some guys back from injury. Uh, Anthony Barr was out the first couple games. I think Eric Kendricks was out uh, early as well. Um, I don't think Cleveland's defense is as good as Tommy's saying. I mean, they looked really good against the Bears. I don't know how much of that was just Fields kind of not being able to complete passes. Uh, I saw Tyrod Taylor and Houston's offense make easy work of the Browns' defense scoring 14 points in under the under you know I think it was the first half but it was less than the first half um and the Chiefs I know the Chiefs are the Chiefs but obviously putting up over 30 points on the Browns defense I think the Vikings can put up points on this team um and I think if they can get a few stops here they they should be able to win this game but ultimately I just think Cleveland's going to be able to control the time of possession um and I think this game's going to be close late and I just don't really think that bodes well for Minnesota I think if Minnesota wants to win this game they kind of need to be going into the fourth quarter with a with a 10-point lead or more. Um, because if it's close, I just don't have too much faith they're going to be able to close the game out. I'll be on Vikings Island. I'll buy back in. Yeah, this is exactly. when Kirk burns you, though. I wish I could be with you, but yeah, he, I think this is a brain pick in. for me. Um, Lee, are you divorcing yourself from the Giants yet? Yeah, I mean, over? dude, I don't know if you guys saw the punt last week. I want... I think they, they punted it on uh, Atlanta's, like, 42-yard line, and it was uh, 39. 39. Yeah, and 39. it was, what was it, 4th and 4 or 4th fourth, fourth and six, Whatever it was, like, it was just, like, totally ridiculous. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, – yeah, the Giants are not good. They're not good at all. They're, um, they're probably going to have a top-10 pick again. They're going to be replacing Daniel Jones this offseason, I believe. He's played well. I might add. I think Daniel Jones has impressed me. Just wanted to say how that. How so? Um, yeah. How so? I think he's. I think he's been pretty accurate on his deep balls. His deep balls have looked have looked pretty good to me, and he's obviously a good athlete. I don't think that. I'm not saying oh the Giants should keep him, but I don't think Daniel Jones is necessarily the problem uh, with the Giants. I think Jason Garrett is an absolute joke of an offensive coordinator, and they're they're not getting the same performance out of their defense that they did last year. Uh, that being said, there's no way that I'd lay the points with the Saints. I'd take the Giants plus seven here, and I will be in our in our pick 'em. Um, have no interest in this game, but uh, you know, I think the the Giants' offense can potentially be a little squirrely. I, you know, I just this number is just way too big for me. There's no way I could I could make the in Saints. New Orleans seven. I mean, the New Orleans. Is I would take the, the points Saints, with the man. Giants, but They've I just wouldn't Jekyll bet and this Hyde, game, man. First game back in the in the Caesars Dome. Is it the Caesars Dome now? I mean, yeah. Seven points, the total is 41. You're pretty much expecting uh, the Giants' offense to not score any well, they, points. Well, they, they kind of yeah. have it. Which might be an overlook. You know, they scored 14 points against Atlanta yeah. last week, you know, um, at home. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm with you. I'll take the seven. I, I'm not going to play it. But I'm not going to lay the seven with New Orleans. I don't think the Saints are necessarily that great. I mean, I think they exercised some demons against a Patriots team that was, you know, has been pretty anemic offensively all year. Um, 
But yeah, no, I'll take the Giants in this spot with the points. I don't think they'll win, though. Another uh, struggling New York squad uh, going up against the Titans. This one is in Give New York. Give it to me. <laughs> what do you want to say, Tommy? Give me the mic, baby. This is the day. This is the game that I die on the hill. You die. You die. Your mutilated body is laying the on the hill. You understand that, right? I know, but this is this is when I this is when I this is when my training comes in and I push my mutilated body up and I stick that flag in the hill, like Clint Eastwood, you know, flags of our fathers, letters to Iwo Jima. I, um, yeah. I mean, this is this if. The Jets have been awful this year so far. I've been this is definitely the team that I've been the most wrong on. I thought this was going to be a live offense. The defense has been about what, you know, has kind of reached their high end of what, you know, I thought during the offseason. Obviously they didn't have the talent, but this is a defense that I think is playing up. This defense is better than the Titans defense, I'll tell you that much. Um, they're playing hard for Sala in the same way that we talked about the Lions. It's just this offense cannot get anything going. Um, I will say the Jets have played the Panthers, um, the Patriots, and the Broncos, who are all formidable defenses, or at least have looked that part through this part of the season, through the first quarter of the season or whatever it is. Um, Titans are missing A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. You know, Corey Davis revenge game. Uh, If Zach Wilson can't put together a competitive effort against this Titans offense, then this Jets team I don't think has a lot of hope uh, for the rest of the year. Um, definitely will be taking the points with the Jets this week. Uh, I, I think this Titans team is, is overrated, uh, despite the fact they probably will, in the a- will win the AFC South. Um, and on and you know I'm not going to play it, but hey, that's this this total for the for the the game state that I'm talking about is a little low at 44 and a half. I still think that Tennessee. The Jets have scored six points the last two weeks. They have, they have, but the Titans defense is bad. They are not good. They are not not good. They have no pass rush. That's been the thing with the, the Jets have not been able to protect Wilson at all. If Tennessee is going to be able to garner a pass rush because the Jets' offensive line is that bad, then you know what? The Titans are going to have a field day. But I think that this is a very, very beatable Titans defense. The offense is is fine and solid, but we're going to see what they're made of, missing uh, two elite receivers in Julio and A.J. Brown. Um I just you know, there is no way I would lay the points with the Titans here. I think this is a the the Jets are coming off two really embarrassing losses. I mean, especially the one in New England, and then just doing nothing in Denver. They get to come back home, uh, get the Titans coming into town. Uh, I think this is a, this is a advantageous spot for the Jets, uh, and I will be laying the points with them in our in our pick'em league. Taking the points, I will be taking the points with them. Yeah, I lay the six Thank with you. the Titans in this game. I think the Jets I'll be doing suck. that as well. I think Zach Wilson sucks, and I think that he'd suck against any defense in the NFL because he's not good. Um, I think that yep. AJ Brown and Julio Jones were injured last week. That didn't really stop Nick Ikeen whatever from getting catches. It didn't stop Derrick Henry from running people over. Um, I don't know. I I think that I guess I get people betting the Jets because it's like oh the market's overreacting to the, how bad the Jets are because, you know, they can't be this bad. But it's like, no, I really think they're that bad. I really think the Jets are that it's bad. It's only one possession. They're probably going to have the number one pick in the draft, and they're going to be faced with an issue of whether or not to draft a quarterback. I don't think they will, but they're going to have to face that issue because they're going to have the number one pick because they are terrible. And it's going to take a, a little while for them to figure their stuff out 
um, to the point where I would even consider thinking they could win a game like this. Uh, the Titans are a team that, you know, they're trying to they're trying to make a playoff run this year. They're trying to they've got they've got business to take care of in New York. You know, this isn't romper room. It's romper room time for the Jets. Um, they're they're still figuring out how to even get come close to winning games. So even if this game is close in the fourth quarter, I still think the Titans will end up winning it. Um, so yeah, I, I would lay the points of the Titans here. If you can get the fact that you can get it under seven for me is like kind of enticing. It might you might even see it arrive in the in the picks pod. That's what I exactly. I think the exact same way. Um, yeah, Tommy's like Danny McBride in Pineapple Express. It's been a while since I've seen that. Is this a? Yeah, it went over my head. <laughs> I won't die. Oh, you're saying oh, yeah. I won't die? Yeah. And you know what? I would I would say <laughs> yeah. take the under too. Like, wh- why not take yeah. the under? In this game? <laughs> why not take the under? You don't think the Titans can win this game like thirty-one to to ten? That's that's kind of what. I don't think the Titans are scoring thirty-one points. Fine, twenty-four to ten, better. You know, I, the Jets have not let the Jets any team score twenty-four Tommy, points the Jets on them have all combined year. To, to average like eight points a game this year. I understand that. I understand that. We're talking about their defense. I'm saying this is a pretty live defense. The Jets' defense is better than the Titans. Uh, yeah, but defense. also, I mean, it's not like the Patriots or the Broncos have like great offenses. Yeah, they have really good defenses, but I think like the Titans' like offense. Bron- I think the Broncos' offense is better than the Titans' offense. I think the Broncos are a much better team than the Titans. We don't have to go back and forth. I just this. I mean, with I mean, maybe without Julio and AJ Brown. Yeah, but not not when both of those teams are healthy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's an it's an interesting conversation. I just think this is a if this it, whether or not the Jets put put you know. Well, you know, I mean, here's, Tommy, I'm 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 almost you know I'm I'm glad you're betting it, right? You 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 don't like the Titans. Oh, I'm not you, betting. You it. like the Jets. You're. I'm not you're, betting it. Oh, you're not. No, I'm not betting it. Oh, I got better. Okay. I got better plays. I got better plays. All right. Uh, Chiefs at Eagles. I kind of like the Chiefs minus six and a half. Oh, God. Yeah, I do too. Great tease spot. Uh, Chiefs-Titans teaser, six-point teaser. Basically bringing them both down to a pick them. I, I think that's a great teaser. I'll raise you one for my teaser. Chiefs, Chiefs, Bucks. Yeah, I, I we're we're just going to talk about the Jets again. I think that the Patriots have a much better chance of beating the Buccaneers <laughs> than the Jets have of beating the Titans. That's perhaps. I, I I really I really like the Chiefs in this spot. Um, coming off a loss, traveling into Philly, uh, a Philly offense that I think is going to be able to score a bit on Kansas City's defense. But that being said, the Chiefs need to start stacking some wins right now. Um, I definitely am, am flirting with laying the six and a half. I think it's at seven on my book. I'd like to find a six and a half. Um, I'd, I'd lay uh, I'd lay that six and a half pretty easily. Um, yeah, I think you know. I'm starting if I'm gonna if I'm gonna lose bets this year, it's gonna be on good teams. That's where I'm at right now after uh, through my first three weeks. So, the Chiefs. I've already put in my uh, Chiefs bucks. I mean, uh, yeah, Chiefs bucks teaser. That's my favorite play of the week and. Uh, yeah, really expecting the Chiefs to to get a, a pretty easy win. Yeah, the Eagles had that 
week one performance against the uh, Falcons and then seemingly have faltered uh, quite a bit. Yep. So, um, this is, uh, I think, dare I say, the game of the week? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Obviously, you can you can buy into the uh, hype of the, the Brady return to New England. Obviously, that's a much bigger storyline. But when you're just talking about uh, games I'm excited to see between um, two teams, I think this one is it for me. Cardinals uh, at Rams. This is just going to be a super exciting game. Rams are very impressive uh, against the Buccaneers. Um, obviously, last week I, I kind of thought the Buccaneers were going to even win that game in the Rams one pretty uh you know pretty handily they're just uh i mean Stafford it, it's just uh, the Rams just have a kind of a perfect situation where they can you know play their game and, and Stafford can play you know game manager plus when they need him to against a team like the Bucks and, and Tom Brady and then you know when they say you know when they make a couple mistakes like they did in Indianapolis they all right here's the ball go win us this this game of the fourth quarter so uh, this Rams team is really strong. Lee, I think you should feel pretty good about your uh, best record ticket, especially with what's going on with the, with the Chiefs early on this season. Obviously a long way to go, only three weeks in. But this is an interesting one with them up against the Cardinals. I like the Rams uh, to kind of cover here. Yeah, I think the Rams are the best team in the NFL. Uh, three three and change, four weeks in. I think they are. Um, I would lay the points with the Rams here. This is exactly the type of game the Cardinals are supposed to lose. Uh, the Cardinals have been a somewhat unimpressive 3-0, in my opinion. Um, I think they've been impressive like on the field, but I just think that there are concerns from co- a coaching standpoint and from a standpoint of, like, I don't know, the, the Jags hung in that game a little bit longer than they should have. Minnesota missed a field goal. Uh, obviously, the Week 1 win against Tennessee was, was nothing but impressive. But since then, there's kind of been some bumps and bruises along the way for Arizona. I think there's only so much Kyler Murray can do against the Rams' defense. Um, they're a little banged up on offense, and I think the Rams are going to be able to put up points on them. So ultimately, even if this game is somewhat close, which I think it should be, I, I, I expect the Rams to be up maybe a possession in the fourth quarter. Uh, whether it's three or seven, I still think you're in good shape to cover the four and a half. Um, and, you know, hey, I'd be happy to see the Cardinals make this one close. I think that'd be kind of a statement win for them or, you know, something of that nature to be able to come into LA and win this game. But I, I think this line is, is, uh, I don't know. I, I think, I think it favors the Rams to the point where I would, I would for sure consider betting it. Yeah. Um, I ate a humble, I ate a big dose of humble pie last week with, uh, the bucks, uh, got in live, bet them plus five and a half and bet Brady over one and a half touchdowns. Uh, that, those were those were both kind of dead on arrival. Um, yeah, Rams playing really well. I think the story with them is uh, is their defense, which I thought um, was kind of down to to you know not impress. And I think they they really played up and, and got up for that game against the Bucks, which uh, I think I probably should have expected a little bit more than I did. I kind of agree with all of what you guys are saying. Um, the Cardinals still, I think, have some fraudulent aspects of them. Lee kind of summed it up well. The Rams are playing like the best team in football right now. Um, I want to say this opened six and a half. Really. Oh wow! I, I, I did not. Six and I, half and, I was and, not. Yeah. Or maybe maybe I I I I could be I could be completely wrong there, but I think uh, the cart this this line opened at six and a half or six, and and the Cardinals took a good amount of money. But 
I think four and a half. I, I definitely am going to be laying it with with uh, the Rams if I had to gun to head. But I'm uh, this is, should be a really exciting. Both of these NFC West matchups that we're and you know we're about to talk about Seattle and San Francisco. I think these are both you know really pivotal matchups. This division is still up for the taking. I think the Seahawks in last place are still alive to win this division potentially. So um, definitely going to be interested in these games. And but yeah, I think the Rams are. And McVeigh also has just had Kingsbury's number um, and Arizona's number for his tenure in LA. So I think the Rams are the play here. Tommy, you want to take us into uh, Seattle and San Fran? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I like the Seahawks here, man. I'm I'm really I'm really uh, I'm really disappointed with the 49ers. Um, I was my read on the game last week against Green Bay was pretty right. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't bet anything because I'm an idiot. Um, but yeah, San Francisco, man, Jimmy G sucks. Like they're not, they're, they're, they are floor. I mean, their ceiling is, is so curbed by him and they just aren't going to be able to. You let a game winning drive. I don't give a shit, man. They're, You're such a brat, Tommy. You're such a brat. language, Tommy. Their offense, he didn't, he, fumbled. You, you, he fumbled. He threw you a You're so pass critical. You're so He's critical not. of Jimmy G to the point where it's just like, honestly, ridiculous. Do you guys think Jimmy G is good when you watch him? Do you think that would do you guys still think he should be starting over Lance? Give me the bumps and bruises with Lance at this point. Seriously. Jimmy G is not good. Their team their ceiling is so much lower without him. And their defense is already is not playing well. They have the pass rush. Their secondary sucks. Seattle's gonna be able to get theirs on offense. And Shanahan and the play calling gives this offense a high floor, but Jimmy G is just a game manager at that point. And how many games are they going to be able to win with just a running lot. the football and They're having Jimmy make the G playoffs try to complete? That. Yeah, more than more than most, but I I disagree. I disagree. And you're going to see it this weekend. Seattle's going to be able to sc- score with them. And I'm and I'm not saying that Seattle's the biggest lock of the week, but there's no way that I'm confident in San Francisco's offense getting in some sort of passing shootout with Seattle. Seattle's coming off uh, an embarrassing loss to Minnesota where they gave up, what, like 28 points or whatever it was. They were up 14-0, I think, and lose 28-14 or whatever it is. I'm, I'm probably getting some things wrong there. But um, the 49ers, as long as Jimmy G is a starting quarterback, I'm, I'm out on them, uh, especially when they're playing teams that are in their same uh, arena and especially when they're playing a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Um, I, I mean – you guys can think I'm overreacting if you want, but there's no way when you guys watch the 49ers, they should have lost to Philadelphia. They lost to Green Bay. I This team is, is overrated by the market for good reason because Kyle Shanahan is probably the best play caller in the NFL. But that being said, this offense, I think, is just so curbed with Jimmy G under center. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be taking the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are a hell of a teaser leg if you want to put them up to eight and a half. Uh, but definitely I, I think there's a lot of value on uh, – Seattle money line. Yeah, I'm picking the Seahawks. I put them in a teaser earlier in the week and got them up to uh, to ten in a seven point teaser when they were at three. Um, the reason I did them in a teaser is because I think the Niners still could win this game. I think this is kind of a coin flip game. Um, I think there's value on the Seahawks money line because I do think they have a better quarterback. They're coming off you know two losses in, in, consecutively. It's a division game. Um, I think they're very comfortable in spots like this. But hey, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I obviously think the 49ers are better than, than my brother does. Um, I think Jimmy G is better than, than my brother does. And I think laying the two and a half here with San Francisco isn't necessarily a stupid thing to do. Like, I think this could be a close game. I just lean, I lean Seattle. I think that uh, 
I think the 49ers are, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from, Tommy. But uh, I think that there's a lot of value in being able to win games that you're supposed to win and then kind of letting the chips fall where they may when, when you play better teams and hoping that you can string some wins together. Because I don't know how much greener the grass is uh, bringing, bringing in Trey Lance. And I think that there are you know, reasons that you know, only Kyle Shanahan you know, and, his, and, and, the, and the few close people around him know that are causing him to make these decisions. You know, I don't think that it all comes down to like, uh, it, these aren't easy decisions to make, and, and he's the one watching Lance every day, and we, we've all seen how these rookie quarterbacks have performed, and I don't necessarily think throwing Lance to the Wolves because Jimmy G fumbled in a crucial spot and you lost to the Packers and you're 2-1 now. It's more than that, though. I think that's pretty disingenuous. It's not about Jimmy G fumbling. It's the fact that Jimmy G... Tommy, it's you can't good. deny and the fact that Jimmy offenses. G in, in Kyle Shanahan's winning percentage is it's undeniable. The statistics are there. The winning percentage is yeah, there. Yeah, it that is means- undeniable. It's, it is undeniable, which is all the more reason why a better quarterback, playing a better it's quarterback is a math right equation. Move. It's not just, oh, play better quarterback, you better now. It, it's... It, I'm not there's saying, so I'm, much more that there's so you know, much more that, that goes into it than extent. just starting Lance because he's quote unquote better. Like that's 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 just the tip of the iceberg of the decision that that Shanahan is is being faced with. And I think that they it's he might not. I'm I'm willing to admit that he might not be better than Jimmy G right now. I don't think that, but I'm not saying oh this is just you know Shanahan obviously knows what he's doing more than I'm doing. But I still the fact that. We know what Jimmy G is. We know what he does to defensive coordinators, which is nothing. Like he, I, as someone who I watched that Philadelphia game very closely, I think I, my read on San Francisco has been pretty clear. Like this, this offense is, their ceiling is significantly limited. And they're not, I mean, Green Bay is a beatable defense. So is Philadelphia. And, and obviously that Lions game was what it was. But I think this team is, their offense is a little bit fraudulent. I will say if, if they're, if they can run the ball with, you know, Sermon and Mitchell and whomever they have behind there and control the game, then they're going to be fine. And, and, but when you're in a game state where you need to come back against a team like Seattle, who has a seven point lead with you in the fourth quarter, there is no way in hell I want a San Francisco ticket at that point. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm just really confused and, and ultimately disappointed in what's going on in San Francisco. So I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. Let's go on to uh, this AFC matchup with the the Ravens and the Broncos. I think it's a super interesting one, and I'm just kind of curious as to where your guys' heads are at with it. The Broncos are, are probably facing their first you know real team of the year. Uh, their opponents up to this point are combined 0-9. Ravens come in following uh, a close win against the Lions, close win against the Chiefs. Um. It's, I mean, Vegas essentially has it as a pick Broncos at home. I'm leaning Ravens. I'm on the Broncos here. Um, there's been, there's been too much variety with the Ravens thus far. Uh, it's too early in the season for this much to be going on. Um, super emotional win against Kansas City. Another emotional win against Detroit in a game they should not have won. Um, I don't want to be one of those people, but the, the whole play clock situation was absolute, uh, an absolute miss by the, by the refs. And that game should have been, you know, that field goal should have been 10 yards longer or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think the Ravens are very good and Lamar Jackson's hurt. And I think the Broncos, you know, usually I like to fade teams that that's opponents are a combined 0 and 9, but the Broncos have smoked everybody they've played. 
Um, they've been really impressive. Yep. I think that the Broncos are poised to have, you know, one of those kind of breakout seasons at this point. I think I'm ready to say that. Teddy Bridgewater um, playing like he's got something to prove. I think this offense is going to be able to score points, and I think this is a defense that, you know, unlike what the Ravens have seen thus far, I think this is the best defense the Ravens have played. It's going to be able to suffocate them, force Lamar to do things he doesn't want to do. I think playing in Denver is one of the more tough environments in the NFL. Um, and like I said, the Ravens has just been a complete roller coaster, and I just think it's too early for this many, you know, uh, ups and downs to be to be happening. Um, and I think Denver is a little bit more of a steady and reliable team. So the fact that you're getting an underdog position here with Denver, I I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, a week ago I was gun ho and ready to to back the Ravens at really whatever price. Um, but after seeing the performance against Detroit. Uh, and, and also, kind of, I mean, I think Lee summed it up well. I think, you know, going into Denver, this is a hard environment to play in. I think the market is still probably overreacting to the Ravens. I talked about that with the Browns earlier, how the Ravens are still kind of the consensus favorite to win that division. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is is a hell of a playmaker and a really and is a good quarterback. But I think there's only so much he can do. And, and ultimately, the Ravens' defense just doesn't strike too much fear into me. Um, you know, outside of Marlon Humphrey, I think they're going to have trouble – covering these receivers. I think Tim Patrick is a really darn good receiver uh, and is filling in well uh, in Jerry Judy's absence. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, probably probably going to take the, the Broncos and pick them. Um, yeah, I don't really, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I'm just more interested to see how this game plays out um, and, you know, see what how much Lamar can do uh, really against, against this defense because I think it's ultimately probably going to come down to him um, in a hostile environment, uh, you know, so I, I'm, I'm probably leaning the Broncos here. Yeah. Uh, it's a close one. It's a stay, um, yeah, it's a stay away. It's a stay away. Yeah. It's a close game and in mile high too. Packers and Steelers, uh, Steelers are going to green Bay. Steelers, uh, look pretty, pretty terrible. Um, I don't know, somewhat disappointing. Definitely, that um, wasn't necessarily on the Ben train uh, going into this year, but he's he's looked just god awful. Um, Matt Canada not not doing so hot either. Defense really struggles without T.J. Watt. He will be back uh, for this game, but have a hard time backing the Steelers uh, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is the worst quarterback in the NFL. I don't think it's even close. Like I. Even like an overspot in this game is. Like I would much, I would really much rather have Daniel Jones than than Ben Roethlisberger. I'd rather have Taylor Heineke than Ben Roethlisberger. I'd rather, rather have Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I would. I'd rather have any quarterback. I swear. Watching that Cincinnati and and, and I'll give credit to the Bengals. Like they're three and one now. They're they're doing they're doing some good things. Their offense is live. Whatever, what have you. The Steelers, first of all, play calling, but 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 most of all, Ben Roethlisberger being unable to do anything athletic and when he even does something slightly athletic not being able to finish the play by making a halfway decent throw it's so frustrating to watch as someone who was backing the Steelers against the Bengals last week that I had to turn the game off when it was still like a one possession game because there was no sliver of hope that the Steelers were going to be able to win the game the way that they were playing um, losing that game at home I mean that was really humbling I believe in the staff uh, Mike Tomlin, most notably, and just like 
the you know the 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 ability of their defense to to rally with TJ Watt coming back. I believe in the, like that they can coming off an embarrassing loss at home, they can they can put some things together and maybe make it a you know a close game somewhat in Green Bay just by by leaning on their defense. But there's no way I want any part of the Steelers here just because of how deficient Ben Roethlisberger has become as a as a quarterback. It's gone to the point where it's like, and I despise Mason Rudolph too, but it's like, will he be a better option at this point? I think that there's a chance he probably would be. Um, I don't know. I think this is kind of the last stand for the Steelers, with me at least, in Green Bay. If they don't play at least a somewhat close game where you can be like, okay, the, the Steelers played hard and they'll be able to like rally, uh, it's over. It's over for the Steelers. Yeah, I mean... I think the chickens have come home to roost. I think it's about time that this team is meeting, I think, their ultimate fate. I think this is kind of what we saw at the, on the back half of the of the year and going into the playoffs. I think Ben um, has been dead, and I guess he's playing even worse uh, worse than he was uh, then. Um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, are the Steelers the worst team in the AFC North? I think if you had to choose who's going to finish last in the AFC North right now, I think the Steelers probably probably are the best bet. Um so, I mean, yeah, not – I mean, this is kind of what I've been preaching on the Steelers for about a year and a half now. So, um, I'm not too surprised. But that being said, I, I do agree with Lee. Like, I think this is kind of the bottom for them. And Green Bay is coming off an emotional win uh, in San Francisco. Um, TJ Watt is playing. So, I think, you know, they should definitely show a little bit more fight here. Uh, but ultimately, I think I would take the Packers minus six. I think the Packers in a tease is, is another good spot to get them down to the money line. Um, yeah, big, big stay away from me, but you know, if, if the Steelers offense is going to come back and do anything, it would be against this Packers defense. Who's been, who's been a little, uh, a little listless. Lee, what would you put the line at if the Steelers were at Detroit this week? I'd probably make the Steelers like a two point favorite. You know, it'd be, it'd be close. It'd be close. I mean, the line, I think the Lions could win that game. You know, yeah. I, I if Ben plays like he did against Cincinnati, they can lose to anybody. The Steelers are one of the worst they teams lose, in the like NFL. They, they should sign yeah, Cam like, Newton. Who, who? They really should. Seriously. I think that even that's. I don't know. He probably would fit the offensive scheme better, but he just like man, anything but Roethlisberger right now. Do you think the Steelers are just going to die yes. on the Roethlisberger hill? Unfortunately, I do, and I think they're going to have to draft a quarter. They they might have a high pick, and they're going to have to draft a quarterback. They should. I think it's in their best interest to, I don't want to say tank, but like not try and be competitive. Like, I don't think like them signing cam and like putting off the inevitable and getting like the 13th pick as opposed to the sixth pick or the fourth pick, I think is kind of stupid. I mean, I think this I don't is know a team I've that ever, I've ever seen the Steelers pick in like the top 10. That's like yeah, crazy. man. That'd be crazy. Um, Ben's they great. Tra- they, they traded up for Bush, but if you got Najee in fantasy, Ben's great. Cause he's going to throw the, he's going to give them 20, 20 targets. <laughs> That was unbelievable. I mean, that not to not to reap on him anymore, but that fourth and ten, you know, screen that he threw, or the little shovel pass that he threw on fourth and ten to Najee, it was just that was like, like a, that was an encapsulation of the whole game. I mean, that yeah, if you if you don't have a quarterback who can give you a chance on fourth and ten, then you know he's like you guys said, like who would you rather have a quarterback, uh, or who would you not rather have a quarterback compared to uh, to Ben Roethlisberger? So. Well, the, the all-time narrative game, Tommy heading back up to Boston. 
Bucks at Patriots. I don't know how much you guys have been reading this, but I've found that some of the Seth Wickersham stuff to be super interesting, uh, just about the the Patriots dynasty and how it all unraveled. You know, the people involved don't really claim it to be that true, but I don't know. Have you guys looked into any of that at all? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I've read some of it. Belichick not wanting to like meet in person and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm sure um, it'll all come out on the 30 for 30 wash, yeah. I'm sure, in a couple of years. So, um, But yeah, super interesting. Um, I will say um, this game does deserve the fanfare to a certain extent. I mean, this is a this is a truly special uh, narrative game that we – I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, never say never, but like we shouldn't see again in our lifetime. Uh, a, you know, a quarterback of Tom Brady's stature – Playing for 20 years like he did in New England, coming back to you know he's going to break the passing game, uh, the passing all-time passing yardage uh, record there. I mean, I, it should be a very a very special night. Um, and yeah, I guess I guess I'll take I'll take the wheel here. I mean, I I, I really like the Bucks in this spot. Um, the only thing that is keeping me off from laying the Bucks with seven is just, I mean the number is a little high. I really like them in a teaser. I think the Bucks are going to win this game. Uh, you know, Belichick. I'm I I just. I just don't know how good of a matchup it is for New England. I think the only thing that's on uh, the Patriots' side really is just the Belichick and the mystique of Belichick and and you know his place in the coaching lore. But I think when you kind of look at the matchup, um, the Patriots secondary has not been performing as well. Guys like J.C. Jackson and um, who's that other corner? Not Stephon Gilmore, but uh, whatever. But the, you know, not a good matchup. Antonio Brown's coming back. Uh, Gronk's going to miss the game, but they still have O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. The Bucks defense, Mac Jones is, you know, kind of I think what we thought he was coming out. I mean, he's he has a pretty high floor quarterback, but he's not really going to elevate this offense to uh, a level that at least you know I thought with the other four quarterbacks in the draft. And I think the the Buccaneers defense is going to be re- relatively able to keep them in check. And I think Brady is going to want to Brady's going to be determined. I think to to really open a can of whoop ass um, up in Foxborough. Um, so yeah, I'm. I really like the Buccaneers in this spot coming off that loss uh, in L.A. Um, yeah, I like the Bucks here. I think I think they're going to win this game. I mean, you know, Bucks team total is at 28. I think that's a that's a good play if you want to stay away from the spread. I'll take the Patriots with the with the seven. Yeah, absolutely. Really? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I think that the Buccaneers are overrated. Um, not because they're not good but just people are talking about them like they're just like this heaven sent team essentially that's going to beat the shit out of anybody um patriots are coming off a really bad loss they're at home again mac jones played terrible last week i don't expect them to have three turnovers against the buccaneers i expect them to clean some things up offensively the crowd's going to be behind them it's a prime time game um obviously there's the brady factor Ultimately, I think the Buccaneers end up winning the game. I think it's closer than people think. Seven points is a lot in the NFL. Um, I think the Patriots are going to be able to, you know, they're going to have some stuff up their sleeve offensively. Um, I think defensively that there's, I still think the Patriots have a really good defense. I know their season hasn't gotten out to the start that they necessarily uh, hoped and dreamed for, but talk about the, the Vikings being a few plays away. The Patriots are a play away from being two and one. And that, that loss against New Orleans, there's no there's no, you know, excuses to make about that. That was just them outright losing. But I kinda I like that it happened, you know, a week before this game. Uh, get that out of your system. Get a primetime game at home against Tom Brady. I th- I think this one's close in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to take the Bucks. I kind of side with Tommy on the uh, on this side of things. I think the the Tampa Bay defense should be able to to hold their own against New England, even though they haven't necessarily looked the part that they did last year. They've kind of had a little bit. Of, they've had the kind of Super Bowl hangover um, with the as far as the Bucks are concerned. So I'll I'll take the Bucks and and, and lay the points. Uh, I, I don't I don't know if I'll bet it, but I kind of think um, you know. Brady, you know, Brady somewhat is winning the breakup, right? And I think this is going to be kind of uh, an important step to that as well. This is, but this is the moment where Belichick goes psycho ex girlfriend and, and stabs him with a pair of scissors in the back. That's what Lee's saying. Clef, come to the teaser dark side, man. Tease the Bucks. Um, I mean, I I definitely considered teasing the Bucks. I wouldn't uh, as I agreed with what Lee was saying earlier. I'd rather just tease the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's interesting. I just, you know, I'd rather have my money with with Tom Brady than and and Bruce Arians and Vrabel and, and three team out. teaser. Hey, maybe a three team teaser. Um, yeah, I I still think I'd I think Green Bay would be my third teaser leg, but I I get it I get it with the uh, with the Titans and the Jets. Four team teaser: Bucks, Steelers, Bucks, Chiefs, Green, Bucks, Green Titans. Bay, Chiefs, Titans. Yeah. That's that sounds like a a teaser that will sure be in the you know my the my friend group uh my Nick my bro, my roommates uh, friend group they love their degenerate teasers that sounds like right up their alley. All right, last game uh, of the week: Raiders at Chargers. Uh, this is my my lock of the week, baby. Give me the Chargers and the points. Wow, I think the Raiders. I the the Raiders. They've played a lot better than I expected them to. Uh, they've really surprised me. They've also played two games that have gone into overtime in the entire overtime. I think the Chargers are a really good team. Um, I think Herbert's a great quarterback, and I like them at home. In this yeah, I'm with you, Adam. Um, this is kind of where I see the Bucks stops a little bit with the Raiders. Um, division game on the road. Chargers are a pretty good team. I think it'll be fairly close, but I think ultimately the Chargers make a few more plays than Vegas and uh, win this one by you know six or six to ten. Wow, I'm I'm really shocked. I'm on Raiders Island. Um, I think this is a great. I think this this there's no way that this number is just wrong to me. I think that the the Chargers should be you know two point favorites maybe, but getting three in the hook with the Raiders. I think this is a close game. Adam, I really agree with a lot of what you said. I think Justin Herbert is really that dude. He's really proven himself to be that guy. I think outside of Mahomes and, you know, maybe Kyler for Lee and I, if you're talking about a quarterback to start a, a, a franchise with, I mean, I think you can make a great argument for, for Herbert um, being in that, in that conversation. But that being said, um, I think the Raiders are a live offense. Their defense is, is overperforming. Uh, they're getting good performances from their defensive line. I'm not as convinced uh, about the Raiders' money line, but I just think this is going to be a close game. These games are always close. Uh, I remember that game last year, uh, you know, after Thanksgiving. Was that, that was a pretty crazy game, right? Was there, there, was, there was, and then there was the Waller touchdown game too, right? Or not Waller? Uh, Parham. Both the games last year between the Chargers and the Raiders. Parham. Parham. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. We're both crazy. Shout and, out Stetson. And and I think it's it's worth mentioning that the 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 black holes traveling to L.A. I mean, if you think that this is going to be some sort of home field advantage for the Chargers on Monday night, I think this is, it's probably going to be a majority Raiders crowd. Didn't have it against Dallas, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, that's fair. But, I, you know, 
It's a little bit more, you know, you got Oakland Dallas fans. Dallas won. It's Dallas won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's even more of a, a Raiders fan base potentially in, in L.A. than the Cowboys. I don't I mean, you know, that those are probably the two biggest fan bases in L.A. potentially. So anyway, I, I just, you know, I probably if you know, if I had to take a pick a side, I think the Chargers are the better team. They should win the game. But there's no way I'm, I'm comfortable taking the points with the uh, the Chargers. I'm, I'm more than happy to get the hook with the Raiders. Another. Uh, yeah, I'd take the three and a half and maybe, you know, Give that an open leg teaser for next week for week five. Start your week off right with the with the Raiders plus nine and a half. All right, Lee, did you? Uh, yeah, I got. The, sure I'm, I'm taking the Chargers. Okay. Yeah, I thought, I thought so. Alrighty, boys, should we get into? Let's uh, do it. I want to. I want to see kickoff here, boys. Spot. So let's let's. Yeah, I got, right, got 20 saying, minutes. A little 20 minute warning. Perfect. Yeah, two minute, <laughs> two minute warning. warning. Two minute warning. Um, you stay scheming? 